Hey, it's your host, Rob Gohanski here on Local First Podcast. I want to introduce you to uh, Elmer Moore. Uh, he He's going to explain his journey on how he came from Baltimore and Maine and finally planted his roots here in Milwaukee. Uh, but he's one of the biggest cheerleaders for Milwaukee and local businesses in the area. Uh, he now works with the Scale Up Milwaukee, teaching businesses that are someone established to help them take them to that next level and get out of that comfort zone of growth. And you're gonna get some bonus tracks at the end of this episode and hear from some of the businesses that have been through the Scale Up Milwaukee program. Uh, I hope you enjoy this. Hi, this is Rob Kohansky, your host of Local First Podcast, connecting local businesses to your community. New episodes drop every Thursday at 3 p.m. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app to make sure you do not miss an episode. I'd like to just take a moment to recognize our sponsor. Does your business software make less or more work for you? Think possibilities, think exacta. Enjoy the show. Hey, Elmer, how are you doing today? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm doing great. I appreciate you coming into uh, Exacta Studios with uh, Local First Podcast here to, you know, share your story about, you know, who you are. And then I also want to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, scale up and what that has meant to you and some of the individuals that uh, have taken, uh, participated in that uh in the, those cohorts and those those meetings that you guys do, I was at the lunch I and it am was great. So excited about this conversation! We have been working really hard, uh, and I think you got a great taste because of attending the luncheon. Yeah, of of what it means to be in the scale up, you know, universe. That's been really cool. So before we get into all the nitty gritty of uh, you know scale up, you know, how did you get involved with uh, you know? This scale up Milwaukee, I, and I looked at you, and you're a cheerleader of Milwaukee, and you got your denim company, denim, uh, was it? Uh, Milwaukee, Milwaukee denim Milwaukee company. Milwaukee denim, cool. Mm-hmm. So how did that all build up? And I also saw that, I um, pushed this out there, too. I love Alan Edmonds shoes. Alan Edmonds, yeah, that's yes. <laughs> so, um, well, that's, so that's, they're a major part of the story. Um, you know, I think it's important to start in the same place all the time for me. And whenever I tell my Milwaukee story, whenever I tell the story of scale up and, and how all of this came to be, I, I usually ground all of that narrative in, I'm not from here. Um, I grew up in Baltimore, Maryland, which is coincidentally a city very similar uh, in a lot of ways to Milwaukee. Um, I went to college in Pennsylvania. I actually studied art and dance um, and uh, through coincidence and luck and so many other things. I moved to New York City and I worked as a dancer and did a couple other things. Um, I moved to Maine where I spent many years working in higher education. Uh, and it's worth mentioning that Maine and Wisconsin are actually very similar. Really? So the the pre-Milwaukee life for me was a place, it, it really is a, is a combination of places very much like the life I live here. The difference is Baltimore and Milwaukee are similar. Maine and Wisconsin are similar. But there's nothing like Baltimore or Milwaukee anywhere near Maine. And there's nothing like a Wisconsin anywhere near Baltimore. So it's this this unique combination of my past, uh, which perfectly, you know, prepared me for the life that my wife and I would create here. 
So how long have you been in Milwaukee then? Six years. I moved Six here. Six years? Okay. June 28, 2013. I always find it interesting when I ask guests where they're from, and majority of them aren't from Milwaukee. You know, so I have a lot of feelings about that. I think, frankly, it is easier to be uh, a cheerleader and a champion for Milwaukee when you're not from here. You know, yeah. we're I'm, I'm not encumbered by... Uh, a full life of challenge, right? I get to come here and and just see Milwaukee for what it is and what it can be. Um, and people aren't as, uh, people, they don't argue with me. You know, people, sometimes people who grew up here um, have to deal with family and friends and, and, and networks that want to challenge them on all their ideas. People presume that I don't know any better. Uh, and I love it. <laughs> That's great. And I love it. That's yeah. great. So, I mean, what are some of like the say the top three things that you love about Milwaukee? So, I remember convincing my wife, "Hey, listen, there's this incredible opportunity for us to live and work in uh, Wisconsin." And my wife, who was raised in Maine, very close to the ocean, was immediately terrified. And the idea of moving off the coast and into the middle of of nowhere, frankly. Uh, intimidated her. And I remember getting off the plane a month before we would actually move here and driving towards downtown on the highway towards the lake and and looking over into uh, the third ward and seeing something that felt really familiar to us, right? We lived in Brooklyn years ago. And even then she said, wow, that, that sort of looks like yeah, it does. Brooklyn, yeah. you know? And, <laughs> uh, and then we get to the lake and and and... Um, I will say this lovingly. My my wife is a snob about water, and we, I take her to the shore of this ocean-sized lake, and she's she's wowed. And, and frankly, the weather that day was terrible, but still there was the enormity of this body of water and uh, this cool-looking neighborhood that kind of looked like Brooklyn. And there's these apartments up the hill, and we had driven through some uh, historic neighborhoods, and and it was. Just, just there was a, a sense of, of character, and there was a sense of potential that captivated both of us. So, you know, frankly, when we got here, the plan was not to stay; it was to come for just a little while to do some exciting work with a company called Allen Edmonds, which you've mentioned, um, and then to leave. And we failed our mission. That's great. That's <laughs> good to have you here. You know, and I, I, I'm similar to your wife. I. I traveled and lived all over and being next to the water is something that's it's a priority to me and you know i, I love the city i've grown up here and and tried to move away several times mm-hmm. and it just it's not going to happen isn't that so it it sort of gets its uh i don't want to say tentacles that sounds bad but it, it gets into you and and when you when you kind of open your heart to it it really speaks to you and you know it, it frankly it took me a while um there was arriving in milwaukee and uh, thinking, wow, this is a really interesting place, but we won't be here. And it took a few years for us to have any feeling of um, of permanence. Right? Sure. So we were hugely excited, and I was really excited. Even once I started doing the scale-up work, I loved Milwaukee, but I didn't necessarily claim it as the place that I was going to be. And I had a feeling one day, and the words came to me. I was like, you know what? We really like it here. There isn't any other place that we'd rather be. Um, we're committed. We're totally committed to Milwaukee until we leave. And when that's going to happen is anybody's guess, and it probably won't happen. Um, so we really just enjoyed how 
we've been taken care of and made a family here. That's really cool. And, and right now, um, it's a very exciting time to be in Milwaukee. Oh, my goodness, yes. And there's so much going on. There is so much going on. And even more important than there being a lot going on, uh, Milwaukee is the kind of place where you can elect to participate in all that going on. Yes, you can. You can You can just grab a seat at the table. Um, and if you can't get into the room where the table is happening, you can make your own table and make your own decisions and, and really just, uh, you can have a voice. It's, it's exceptional. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, it is. And so you transferred from that, all that coming here to, you know, scale up. Explain to the listeners that yeah. really, you know, don't understand it or what, what's that about. I was able to experience it at the luncheon and it was just, um, it just opened my eyes to a whole new thing of, you know, like you hear all these things going on and, and, uh, um, uh, Mike Rampolo mentioned to me a few times, but you know, to really experience it, it was, it's really incredible. It's a thing. So Scale Up is, Scale Up Milwaukee is the first North American deployment of a strategy designed by a guy named Dan Eisenberg. And Dan, he, he really, he literally wrote a book. He's an academic. Uh, he works with uh, a bunch of universities on the East Coast, Harvard and Babson and and Columbia, which is actually one of my alma maters. Um, and he made sense of, of, frankly, a simple idea. And that simple idea is when businesses grow, good things happen. And he recognized that. And he said, okay, how do we build a process to foster that growth? Uh, and if there was, um, if there was a, a unique point of view that he took, it's if you imagine the region as, uh, as an economy or as an ecosystem, there's a bunch of different actors or different category of stakeholders in that ecosystem. And so what we started doing that was, was brand new was we said, you know, businesses uh, are owned by people and, and sometimes those people are entrepreneurs and they need to hear a certain type of message in order to feel more comfortable and more confident to grow their businesses. But you know what else? They work with bankers, and bankers need to hear their own set of ideas and, and their own set of encouragements. And it's different than what the businesses need to hear. And lawyers and accountants and the universities and, and all of these different kinds of participants in the ecosystem, they have uh, a distinct interest, and they have a unique way of contributing to, to this message of growth. And so what we did is we made a program out of that. Uh, and that program consisted of an accelerator where we would bring businesses into a room and we would teach them over five or six months how to grow. Uh, and I'm going to give you a little bit of our magic sauce. Um, the technical training is really important. We're not trying to replicate an MBA. We're not trying to be uh, a college. We do teach technical skills. However, the secret is... What makes it super powerful and impactful is that we teach a way of thinking about growth. Um, you know, in the last probably 20 years, there's been all this writing around growth mindset versus fixed mindset. There's a new wave of entrepreneurship as a culture. Well, we bring people who have already done something amazing. They've started a business. They've, they've generated revenue. They've generated significant revenue. And we then ask them, well, why aren't you growing? They go, well, I, you know, and we say, well, grow. And they, I mean, I'm, I'm, 
I'm not really exaggerating. A lot of them respond with, oh, okay. They get, they get comfortable <laughs> kind of where they're oh, at. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> and we say, and tell us about when you're growing. And they they come into the room or they 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 call us or email us and they say, oh, well, you know, I mean, these are Midwesterners, right? They say, well, you know, it's, by the way, I, it's kind of cool. We got a we got a new machine, or oh, by the way, we just hired somebody, or we just got a new customer, and they say it, and we go, "What? That's that's amazing!" We we jump up and down, we scream and shout, and and we say, "Wait, hold on, hold on for a second. And we quite literally we put it in our newsletter. Uh, we create a room and we fill it with people, and we say, "Did you hear what they just did? They just grew," and and we celebrate it, and, and they go, "Wow, wait a minute, you mean it's a good thing?" And and so all of a sudden, there's this there's this atmosphere, and and uh, we challenge people to think of themselves differently. Oh, yeah, I'm not a small business owner. I'm a growing business owner. Um, you know, our business, we might make metal things, but because we grew, we changed the lives of 10 families. And, oh, yeah, we bought a building in that neighborhood. And, yeah, that that changed the whole neighborhood. And, and we created jobs. And uh, now there's a kid who's going to college because, you know, his his or her mom works for our company and we made that possible. And we really connected folks to how what's happening in their businesses impacts a whole community. Wasn't that exciting? Oh, it's it's funny. We here's a here's a fun thing to know. So the event you attended is called the Celebration of Growth. And the first time we were doing it, we knew that we needed to have something like a graduation experience for the companies that went through the Growth Accelerator. And the way we planned it, uh, and the way we do everything we do, we, we always start with, well, what do we want people to say? What do we want people to feel? And what do we want to have happen? And then we kind of design the program. The first time we did it, and every time since, we have used this analogy of church. Like I grew up in Baltimore, which is technically the South. And I grew up going to churches where when the spirit moved people, they got up out of their seats, they sang songs, they ran down the aisle. And we said, well, what would it feel like to have uh, like a church service that was about growth? And so that's hopefully what you felt is it's, you know, we literally ask people to stand up and testify. We don't say it that way. Right. But we're asking them to testify. And and uh, instead of saying amen, we we clap or we congratulate them. And um, so that's what we think about. This is This is... This is more than technical. It is a spirit. It is a, it's a feeling, and it should bring us all together. And it really should. And you know, and I appreciate that because um, I even take it from my own experiences. Like you know, c- celebrating your own successes is not easy in this area. Preach it. And, and it's not. And it's taken me a while to you know to realize that and and do some good things like that and just, and, and recognize. Like you said, it doesn't have to be so technical, and and share that those successes and those growth with the people around you. Can I double down on that? Yes, it's irresponsible of you to not share it, and it is it's self defeating, and it's uh, it it's a problem if you don't recognize it for yourself. Yeah, uh, because this is hard. It is really hard to to be a catalyst for growth. It, you're you're working against. You're frankly, you're you're sort of fighting inertia, right? Uh, it's hard, and so you have to do that. 
It's the only way to take care of yourself. It really is. And, you know, and that's, that's I, I, when I was at that luncheon, I saw a lot of that. And then everybody was, like you said, participating and helping each other. And, you know, explain what it, the, um, what, you know, a business does through, you know, you know, through that session, through that yeah. cohort and how they, how do the businesses help each other and build that relationship, not just there, but outside of that. Yeah. So, so how does it work? Right. Yeah. Um, in 2013, Scale Up launched and we are, uh, we started as a, a pilot program and we're under an organization called the Greater Milwaukee Committee. Uh, which gives us, by the way, unique perspective and access to many of the leaders in the, the large-scale business community. And that first year, we launched a few things. We launched the, the Accelerator Program, which at that point was called the Growth Accelerator. And we said, you know, there's a lot of attention being paid to businesses that are very, very, very young or very small, and, or, or people who are getting an idea launched. And we said, nobody's talking to the people who launched, who are trying to get to the next level, right? Um, even, uh, and I'll even challenge you, and I, I, I promise I'll answer your question, but there wasn't even a name for a business that wasn't a startup, and it wasn't a corporation. It was nothing, maybe, in, be, nothing in between. What's in between? And, and you'd say, oh, well, it's a small business. Well, small business, according to the SBA, the Small Business Administration, is any business with less than 499 employees, right? So if you own a business, you've got three employees, five employees, 10 employees, and you understand that the SBA and the universe of small business is really about companies with 400 employees, you don't feel like they're talking to you. So we said, well, you know what? There needs to be a community for folks that started and they're running and they're growing, but they aren't 400, 500 people, and they're not corporate. And so we wanted to say, let's come together. Let's create a name for them. And, and we, we call them scale-ups. Okay, so we built an accelerator program, and we've done that. We've had six cohorts of that. And these businesses with revenues roughly $1 million to roughly $15 million, uh, come into a room for now two days at a time, two full days, 8 to 5 p.m., and we just bombard them with information about sales, about marketing, about finance, about organizational development, about how to be great hirers, about how to create a culture of growth. Uh, and we give them some tools. And oh, by the way, the entire time we're whispering in their ear, are you growing? <laughs> what are you doing to grow? Um, and we're asking, how can we make growth how can we make growth easier for you? How can we make your growth impactful to the person across the room? Um, we're so proud of you. What you're doing is really important. To make sure that they were supported, we built a second line of work, and we call it the membership. And inside of our membership, we do things like, uh, we have a thing called Meet the Masters. And Meet the Masters was designed to create an intimate experience where you learn from someone who's grown a big business. It, it's, frankly, it's not unlike the moment you and I are having right now. We're going to have a conversation. We're going to stage a conversation with someone who's, who's done it. And so we've met with people like Giacomo Faluca, who uh, started and still runs and owns Palermo's Pizza. Uh, we had a really fun time with Craig Culver, as in Culver's Restaurant, mm -hmm. right? 
and we ask questions that that you wish you could ask someone who's grown a business to $3 billion. Uh, and we talk about the tactical things. Well, how did you secure financing at this stage? And uh, what multiple were you? Yeah, we ask that. But we also say, you know, what's it like raising kids when so on? Uh, because people, businesses aren't people. That's not a political statement. Um, people are people and people run and own businesses. And so we want to think about that too. That's awesome. That is really cool. So where do we, where does uh, someone go to, to find more information about the, you know, scale at Milwaukee and some yeah. of the, the things that you're doing? Thank you for asking. So certainly our website is, is always available and call us up and we'd love to talk to you about the work we're doing and, and how to fit you into the right space into the work. Um, we've worked really hard over the last couple of years to understand that everyone's got a role in growing our community. So it's not just the business owners. It's not just the university presidents and the, the law firm partners, but it's the employees. It is uh, the accountants. It is everyone. Everyone's got a role to play. Um, Milwaukee, and when I say Milwaukee, I mean the region, we are uh, on our way to being a growth capital, an international growth capital. That's exciting. It and is. It's, that's a that's a an exciting but heavy lift, and it's you know to use a cliche, many hands make light work, and so go to our website, go to Facebook and look up Scale Up uh, Scale Up Milwaukee. Go to Twitter and look up Scale up underscore mke you got it and and reach out to us and and join into this conversation um, because we're excited to have you there you know that's really cool you say that uh, that the change in milwaukee so and i i've been here all my life mm -hmm. and i went to a trade school i love it and i was a tool and die maker and my father worked in ale smith and taro moto for you know his entire life so you go for this whole phase of where that's now Century City mm -hmm. to all these new businesses coming in and taking over and, you know, those thing, the new things that are coming up every day that you see in the news. You know, it's, it's, it's that regeneration, uh, regenerating of a city that at one time had upwards over 50,000 manufacturing jobs and all left, and now it's coming back in a new form. Uh, they didn't all leave. And many, many, many of them are reappearing as something a little different. Yes. And we want to be fully accepting and we want to be excited about those changes. But we have to make sure our community is prepared and, and uh, have something to offer that isn't just their bodies. Right. right. And one of the conversations I've been enjoying having recently is thinking about the whole person. And so, you know... There is a person that works in a lot of these factories uh, whose job is to move a box onto a truck. There's a difference between how that person thinks, acts, and performs when they understand their role in the business is to move a box from a shelf into a truck. And instead, they start thinking, my job is to help this business grow. And I'm helping them grow by asking, how is the, what is the best way to think about which box goes into which truck 
and then get that box into that truck, right? So there's the very famous story, and it's in, uh, it's entering into cliche territory of, you know, John F. Kennedy is walking around a, 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 a NASA, I think it was uh, in Texas, you know, one of the one of the NASA headquarters, and uh, John F. Kennedy, mind you, it's the space race. The entire country is focused on this monolithic goal. We're gonna beat the Russians, we're gonna put a man on the moon. And the president encounters, and, and this is folklore, but the, the point remains, interacts with uh, a guy mopping the floor. And the president says, what are you doing? And this guy who's got a mop says, I'm helping to put a man on the moon. And it's that kind of thinking, it's that kind of responsibility that that man, that fictional character, <laughs> has in this overarching, giant, ambitious strategy that we want to replicate in our community. So Scale Up, we think of ourselves as helping to transform the culture of growth, right? Yes. Uh, <clears throat> we do that by being relentlessly positive and ambitious, and we do that by challenging people's use of language and we do that by being a convener of resources and we be that we we do that by being everyone's cheerleader and meanwhile we're challenging others and convening others to be each other's resources and cheerleaders and so on so um this is a spectacular moment that in 10 years 20 years 50 years we will look back on and recognize as the moments that, that this region decided what it was going to be and how it was going to be and got to it. I love it. I love the story. And I just, there's one thing I would add on here is like, I'm a big sports fan. Yeah. I, I love football. Uh, I love my basketball. Not I so am much. famously bad at sports. But, yeah, okay. <laughs> and, and I look at it as like, you know, just to have, like you said, you did that cheerleader that support, that positivity, that coaching, those people around you that help you out. Mm-hmm. And I used to look at that as, as, as a sports analogy is like, you know, you, you're out there on the field playing and you got those people cheering you on. You could Absolutely. have that at a job or, you know, here in the studio. I mean, how much better would you feel? And I mean, it's Couldn't just that much more. And you get that positive mindset of what you're doing and, and why you're doing it. And, you know, uh, in any sport, there's the people who put on uniforms and go on the field uh, who are only successful because of all the people you don't see. Exactly. And um, we're always careful to recognize all the people you don't see yeah. who are vital uh, to this to this important work. Very cool. Very cool. So we, I have this um, some rapid-fire questions to, to you just to oh, have a little be bit of fun. Okay. Uh, before you do that, before I get into that, um, you could ask me one question, any question you want. And... Um, I'll do my best to answer. Um, you want an easy one or a hard one? It's up to you. Yeah. So uh, one of personally, one of the questions that I'm enjoying right now is a reflection on the idea of craft. And so I'm curious, what's your craft? What's my craft? Storytelling. And bringing, having people sit down next to me, uh, making them comfortable and letting them know that their story needs to be told, needs to be heard. People need to hear the challenges and successes, 
of these local businesses. And that's part of why I do this. I could sit here and we could do a commercial for 15 minutes and someone might listen to it. But to tell that story behind that business, behind that person, behind that business, how they got started, why mm-hmm. they get started, is more powerful than the business itself. And that's where I really enjoy doing what I'm doing, and I'm constantly working on that. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a second question. Go for it. I'm gonna give you an option to create a superlative, if you remember from your middle school or early high school grammar class, right? So, a uh, superlative is like there's more and most. Most would be the superlative. What would you like in your in your visionary, ambitious uh, uh, dreams for this community, for this community as a whole, what would you like? Or the podcast, this? or no? This in, in this instance, I'm asking the community. The community, community. yeah, yes. Um, what is your Milwaukee. you know superlative? But it has to be a superlative. Yes, the most, fastest, least, whatever you want. You know, it come to meet your neighbors. Uh, get out the door, meet your neighbors, find out who's living around you, and. Be so would you say the most, uh, I'm using my fingers, which doesn't yep. help for the podcast, <laughs> but, uh, the most interwoven, connected yeah. I mean, region in the world? How would you say it that way? The most interconnected, it's not really that connected. No, no, but this is your if it was, ambitious it, it, vision. My ambitious vision, I just, I live in the Avenues West near neighborhood. It's a great neighborhood. And... I went out of my way when I moved in there to meet everybody around me and introduce myself. Um, in the past, I knew the person next door to me and maybe the next door to me. Mm-hmm. In this community where I'm at now, I can walk down the streets and I know my neighbors around the block. I can go up State Street, people know me. Um, while I'm on a listserv. If people need help, we're there to help each other out. It's one of the most connected communities I've ever lived in. And I wish this would be happening in more neighborhoods within Milwaukee. All right, so I'm going to translate what you said as uh, Milwaukee, and again, Milwaukee is a region, not just a city. Milwaukee is the most connected community yes. in the world. Yes. I love it. Great. You like it? I love it. All right. You really put me in. That's a good question. I've had some... Had some, uh, had some other left field <laughs> weird ones. <laughs> Not left wheels, but just softballs. Uh, okay, good. Yeah. So mine are going to be a little bit different. Mine yeah. is going to be fun. Okay, you ready? We're just going to plow through a bunch of these. Here we go. Uh, what's the last song you downloaded? Oh, uh, I, I, I'm just going to I'm just going to look. Um, oh. Okay, so I went to the Milwaukee Film Fest and watched. Um, I watched uh, a great documentary about uh, Miles Davis. Okay, and uh, there was a song playing that I really love, and I knew another version of it. So I downloaded Mark Murphy. He's uh, uh, unfortunately passed away. He's a jazz singer, and he did a version of Miles Davis's song "Milestones." Milestone, cool. Uh, favorite season of the year? <sighs> Today. <laughs> uh, who has it easier, men or women? Men. Oh yeah. Uh, what was your first celebrity crush? Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Yeah. All right. We've got one more here. One more. What's your? Okay. What's your superpower? Love. Love. I love it. 
Omar, thank you so much for being on Local First Podcast. It's been a pleasure. I mean, I learned a lot from you. Thank you for asking me some tough questions. And um, for more information, make sure you uh, look scaleupmilwaukee.org. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, and all all over the place. If you want more information, make sure you reach out to um, Omar online. And if you get a chance to... Participate. (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Uh, As always, you know, carry this conversation online. If you got any comments, feedback for us, uh, we're always here to, you know, listen to you. Uh, Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, these are your bonus tracks for this particular episode. I interview five businesses that have gone up through Scale Up Milwaukee. And I ask them a few different questions, you know, what uh, challenges have they had? What are they fired up about the future? And what has Scale Milwaukee meant to their business? Take, take a listen and see what they have to say. Carolyn Walker, Great Impressions, Graphics and Printing. Great Impressions, okay. Carolyn, how are you doing today? I'm doing really good. Good, and we're here at Scale Up Milwaukee uh, Wars Luncheon at the University Club. And if you just take like, uh, us, uh, you know, tell the, the listeners, you know, what you do and a little bit about your business. Okay, all right. So, um, Great Impressions is a graphics and printing company. We've been around for 21 years, uh, located right on 54th and Burleigh. And uh, we provide uh, graphics and uh, printing services to businesses, uh, nonprofits, and individuals in need. Very cool. And what has uh, Scale Up Milwaukee meant for you and your business? Kind of describe what that is. Well, I think mostly it's an opportunity to network and uh, kind of build off the uh, relationships that you have with you know other businesses that are you know, in the same position that you are trying to grow and, and meet other, you know, businesses. And what has been some of your biggest challenges over the years? Uh, probably my biggest challenge has been uh, maintaining good employees, you know, the, the skills, uh, you know, finding good skilled people to stay with you, that has been a, a challenge. I hear that all the time. Yeah. That's probably the number one thing that comes up when I ask that yeah. question, especially nowadays. Yeah. What has you fired up about the future? Well, uh, one of the things that have me fired up is the uh, Democratic National Convention that's going to yeah. be taking place here. Um, I'm a union print shop. I'm expecting you know great things to come, and um, looking at um, hiring a salesperson who slash is going to be my son. <laughs> so I'm moving him. <laughs> Keeping it in family, right? I'm moving him here from Florida. So, Very cool. Um, looking forward to that. So excited um, about the uh, the possibilities that uh, come within the next eight to 12 months. Very good. And how do the listeners get in contact with you if they want to use your services or find out more about you? Well, they can stop by at 54th and Burleigh, 5330 West Burleigh Street. They can actually call at uh, 414-536-7646 or they can find us on the web at greatimpress.com. Okay. And then finally, um, any ask or request from the listeners? Um, just um, I would appreciate an opportunity or um, a consideration on their next printing project. Very. Thank you so much for Carolyn. Uh, thank you, Carolyn, for being on the Local First podcast. All right. Have thank a good you. day. All right. Hi, I'm Lafayette Crump. I'm here uh, as uh, Vice President of Diversity, Vendor Accountability, and Growth for the Milwaukee 2020 Host Committee for the Democratic National Convention. Very cool. And how has that been going so far? Going well. Very exciting. Um, I uh, joined the Host Committee in late July, and um, we're really ramping up our team and um, been able to get out there in the community and tell people about what we're looking to do with the Host Committee uh, and how it's going to impact the city. That's coming very fast. That's 
next year already. It is. Um, it uh, you know when I started, it was almost a year. So yeah. we could we could say that we had about a year. I think we're down to about ten months or so now. Okay. And we just keep pushing every day. That's very exciting for the city of Milwaukee and everybody that's in, involved with it. Absolutely, absolutely, and um, making sure that we're able to make the convention um, as accessible and intentionally inclusive as possible is a big part of what we're trying to do and a big part of my role. And just describe to the listeners, you know, what Scale at Milwaukee has meant to you. Sure. Well, I participated in the Growth Acceleration uh, or Growth Accelerator program uh, via the company that I'm with, Prism Technical Management and Marketing Services. Uh, Prism does diversity and inclusion work, ensures opportunity for businesses on large scale uh, projects and within companies. And it was a natural to participate in the scale up program and figure out how we could both grow our business, but in turn help other businesses grow as well. That's very exciting. And uh, your keynote speaker today? I am. And uh, can you give a little bit of teaser of what you're going to talk about? Sure. Well, I'm, I'm just going to talk about the uh, the three reasons that I think I'm here. I think it's uh, I think it's PRISM, uh, what we do. I think it's the fact that I participated in the program and how that's helped us think about growth internally. Uh, and then, of course, about the opportunity that the DNC prevent, presents to other businesses. And what has some of been some of your biggest challenges? Challenges um, uh, so far, um, well, well, getting here, because I got in late from uh, New Orleans last night. Okay. Uh, but uh, I think challenges as a company, it's um, getting outside of what our natural marketplace is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we tend to work on these large construction projects, uh, and there are only so many of those that are going to be going on sure. at any one time. And figuring out how to make our growth sustainable and help companies and organizations understand how much value we can bring to them. Um, it's it, That's been a bit of a challenge, um, but excited to continue doing that. And on the host committee side, uh, I'd say it's just uh, the, the challenge is that everybody wants to be involved. And we know that as much as there are so many great companies out here that can provide services, that we're not going to be able to get everyone on the project, right. uh, but we're just hopeful that that opportunity will be, uh, people will be aware of the opportunity. So so if they, they don't get a chance to participate, at least they, they knew what they could have uh, gone after. Very good. And what got you fired up about the future? Just fired up about what's happening in Milwaukee. Um, you know, we, we like to say at the host committee that we are uh, amplifying and accelerating the current Milwaukee renaissance and how important it is to us that that renaissance goes out into all the neighborhoods of Milwaukee and even uh, into the surrounding region. And I'm just really excited uh, about what that can mean for the people of Milwaukee going forward, uh, particularly people who don't get involved at early stages of big events. Uh, you know, the fact that we're trying to set up a model that really replicates itself going forward. Very good. And how do you, the listeners get a hold of you if they want to get in contact with you? Sure. I can be reached at L Crump. So that's L-C-R-U-M-P at Milwaukee2020.com. And our website is Milwaukee2020.com for everything from volunteering. We need 15,000 volunteers. Please <laughs> sign up. <laughs> and, um, you know, volunteering, uh, request for proposals, just everything you need to know about the convention you can find there. Very good. And any ask or request from the listeners? 
Uh, just to ask is that uh, people do spread the word when they hear opportunities. If they hear about something that sounds exciting, but it's not necessarily for them, let someone else know. Uh, we want Milwaukee to shine at this event and then have many, many more yeah. uh, events of this scale and magnitude. Very good. I appreciate you taking a few minutes to come out and speak with me on Local First Podcast. Thank you so much, Lafayette. It's my pleasure. Thank All you. Right. Thank you. I'm Jackie Hermes from Excelity. We help B2B software companies get to revenue and grow faster. Very good. Welcome, Jackie. So thank you for taking the time to be on Local First Podcast here at this event. Um, so describe a little bit about your business and what you do for people. Yeah, so we work with B2B software companies that are pre-revenue all the way up to about $50 million. It depends more what their marketing department looks like. Um, a lot of times these founders are technical founders and they don't really know, they know the product, but they don't know how to grow the company. And so we have, we started with marketing services and now we're getting more into sales and retention as well. Very cool. And describe what uh, Scale Milwaukee has meant for you and your business. Yeah, I think that we had a really good foundation when I came in. We have traction implemented. I've been working with the business coach. And so I was wondering, you know, how much I would really get out of the program. And I think a lot of people are skeptical coming in sure. you know like okay it's like going back to college and how much am I of this am I gonna really use and it's really contributed to a big mindset shift for me so realizing how much I've been in my own way and helping myself get out of the way so that I can put leaders in place to really run the company that's that's really cool that's yeah. one of the biggest challenges of an entrepreneur is to get out of the way and other people take do what they do best absolutely all right what has been some of your biggest challenges um, biggest challenges with the company, I think we and every company has problems hiring and retaining really good employees. And we have been on a path to success there, but I think we have better processes now where we'll, we're going to be building able to a keep foundation those to keep them. Yeah. Yeah. And then building a sales pipeline is another big issue for a lot of companies, and ours is getting stronger and stronger. And I think I have a lot more ideas about what I want to do now. Very cool. So, what's got you fired up about the future? Yeah, I so my company is running fairly well with the team that I have, and I'm going to keep growing that and then start working on my personal brand a little bit more, too. I've been able to grow a personal brand on social media, and I want to do more speaking and just get out there a little bit, a little bit more. And how do the uh, listeners get in contact with you? Yeah, LinkedIn is the best LinkedIn place. LinkedIn is yep. the best place. Yep, so find me on LinkedIn, linkedin.com slash in slash the Jackie Hermes. All right, we'll put that in the show notes as well. Any ask or requests for the listeners before you go? I don't think so. No? You don't no. want them to do nothing, want them to go in place, take some call to action? Yeah, I mean, follow me on LinkedIn. Follow you on LinkedIn? And okay. reach out to me if you have any questions on how to grow a business. I'm super transparent with what I've done to, to get here, and it has not been an easy road, so I'm happy to help anyone that needs it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jackie, for taking a few minutes to come on a Local First podcast. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. My name is Fred Varen, okay, and Fred. I'm with a company, Top Line Results. I've been with the company for 20 years. All right. And what we do is really help our customers to make money by choosing the right tools for technology, specifically CRM, digital marketing, and also we help them with process consulting. Very cool, very cool. So what is um, Scale, Scale Up Milwaukee meant for you and your business? So for me, Scale Up Milwaukee was more about making sure that I am, am aligned with my partner, Melanie Varen, my wife, okay. who has been with the business for two and a half years now, 
and having a discussion about the things that we do and how we can make them better was really very, very helpful. Great, and what has been some of your biggest challenges over, you know, within the business and just in, and recently? Well, the, some of the big challenges was accountability and make sure that we have some good metrics of what's going on in the business and how can those metrics help grow the business. Very good, and that's very important. So what has you fired up about the future? The future? Yeah. Probably the uh, uh, excitement of the not knowing exactly what's going to happen, but making it your future really is what is exciting. Finding that the industry where we are in is changing rapidly. Constantly, yeah. And technology, obviously, is something that is always a little bit surprising. Yeah, no doubt. So how do the listeners get in contact with you? with you if they want to you know, get in touch with you about uh, CRM or any other tools that you offer? So our listeners would probably Google locally where is a good CRM company to be found. and How they find you? Me? Yes. How they get in contact with you? We always pick up our, call, our phones. So, and what's the phone uh, we number? 800-880-1960. All right, very good. So I'm gonna do a call to action with the listeners. Is like any ask or request from the listeners that you want them to do? Challenge yourself to make sure that the tools that you have are used and call us. There you go, there you go. Thank you so much for being on Local First Podcast. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Uh, my name is Bradley Blazer from the Green Team of Wisconsin, and we are a local sustainable landscape company that specializes in maintenance. Uh, we do some design and install, but it's more on the softscape typically. Very cool. And how, describe what the Scale Up Milwaukee has meant for you and your business. Scale Up uh, has been great. It, 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 it does a generalist overview of many subjects. And, you know, of course, each company has a couple pinch points, and we've identified several that were important to us. One was um, hiring and then onboarding, which is huge for us. Um, and we think that that's going to be a game changer in the next 18 months for us. And what are some of your biggest challenges outside of, you know, um, talent? Um, you know, we haven't, lately we've had more business than we can handle. And so it really is getting people in the door that can commit for more than three or six months, but for years. And um, that's been our biggest challenge. Very so we, we've, we've carved away at charging the right price, you know, increasing our prices, increasing our minimums. Those things haven't been a huge challenge because our eco, you know, our mission and our eco footprint is huge right now. So people are embracing that and it's just a matter of trying to get the work done. And what has you fired up about the future? Um, that it seems people are moving in the direction that uh, of the services we offer. So from natural lawn care, you know, eliminating um, using chemicals on, on your turf um, to green infrastructure, you know, growing more natives, edibles, those types of things that are better for pollinators and, and uh, reducing your, your energy footprint by maybe producing something right on in your own property. Very cool, very cool. And how do listeners get in contact with you? We'll find out more information, more information about what you're doing. Um, green Team, was wi.com is, is, is our website. Um, Bradley at greenteamwi.com is my email. Um, I'm very reachable. Um, we have a presence on LinkedIn and, and, uh, and on Facebook. And really we're asking people that want to reduce their chemical energy and water footprint, not only at their homes, but at their schools. You know, a call for action would be talking to their schools and asking them how they do their turf management. And they'd be surprised that 
the amount of chemicals they're dumping on sports fields for kids that are, are tiny little kids. So yeah. we need people to kind of take action and, and ask for something different and something uh, more appropriate for kids. All right, Bradley, thank you for being, taking the time to be on Local First Podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. All right.